Hello everybody, this is Parker editing the vi- uh, not the video, the audio right now, and uh, I am so sorry, but the beginning of the podcast, and I'm not sure, but probably all throughout, there are like these little noises of us hitting the mic, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of annoying, but there's like actually nothing I can do, so yeah, little disclaimer, but uh, also we have a song that my brother made uh, his instagram is dj with the camera at dj with the camera he made a an intro song for the podcast so i will uh i will let you guys listen to the podcast and um yeah here's this cool song that uh, we have now it's the language of the universe Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Math and Physics Podcast. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray, and we welcome you to episode 28, where today we have Matt Cater once again back on our podcast. Except this time, it is live. We are in person in the same room. Unfortunately, though, um, we could not find a suitable camera setup, so we could not record this video. But hopefully we will be able to figure out a recording soon. But as of right now, here we are. So Matt, yeah, how yeah, are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's glad. I'm very glad to have you guys here. Awesome. By the way, we're live at my house, which yeah. is which is cool. Parker's in from Ottawa this weekend, yep. and uh, yep. Ray's up in Richmond Hill. So they just came down. I'm I'm downtown. I'm near campus and whatnot. So. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good spot. I'm glad to have you guys here. Damn, it's my third appearance. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Third, that's well, technically time. fourth because of part two. Oh yeah, because I mean, of part two. Yeah, I guess technically. Oh, it's yeah. technically so, fourth. I'm setting so many. Oh my, this is yeah. crazy. This is so cool. This and also, crazy. we just hit a record of downloads in a day, and the day's not even the over. The day's not even over yet. We got 160 downloads in a day so far. That's which, actually really which impressive. Is awesome. It's got six more hours. No, no, no. The no, day it's technically until, it ends at 8, 8 p.m. It ends at 8 p.m. It's, it's a really weird day. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they're in Oh, GMT. GMT. No, it's GMT. Oh. It's GMT. It works for GMT. That's why it's 8 p.m. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. G- that's 12 a.m. GMT. Anyways. All right. Yeah. <laughs> for the topic of the podcast... Um, we got yeah. a comment. Was it on Instagram? Yeah. So um, we actually spoke about this in the previous podcast that we, well, r- real time, we recorded today, this morning, actually. Um, but we spoke about it and I said that we're going to be talking about a few questions that people had. And one question that we got on Instagram was if if we could give a few tips for pre-calculus students um, uh, in college right now. Yeah. So we're going to start so, off with that. That's and what then- we're going to do. Later on, if we have time, we're also going to talk about quantum mechanics Ooh. and the quantum mechanics Ooh. courses Ooh. here at U of T. Yeah. Because Ray and I are taking <laughs> 256, which is the second year version. And then Matt is taking 356, which is obviously the third year version. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's going to be very exciting. Very exciting. Okay. So to start off, calculus tips, pre-calc tips. So... I think we should start with algebra. We we'll start with algebra. Just the, okay. sure. the most yeah. basic. I mean, technically, it's like pre pre calc. Yeah, it's not really. Yeah, um, that's more. Accurate. I think. I think something that's really important about algebra is just being able to visualize functions mm. based on just seeing the equations themselves. Oh, like when you yeah, see, like it should it should be 
very natural to you when you see a quadratic equation you know like which way it's pointing yeah yeah you can kind of you can take a guess of at if it intersects the x-axis usually you know if you have like x squared plus five you know it's not going to have any roots things like that right that what about sense. you guys? That makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I personally think algebra one, algebra two, really important. And uh, functions is not really functions. Would that be that? That's not algebra, is mm-hmm. it? Isn't it? Is it's it, not calculus. So I mean, it's not calculus, but it's, it's not algebra. I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, is it function depends. Algebra? It absolutely depends on how. Uh, I guess how you rigorous you, you yeah. want to be here. Like, if, if yeah. we're talking algebra in its yeah. real sense, then technically the algebra you're going to see in high school or or in college, depending on when you do it. Um, would would consist of vectors in in like a Euclidean yeah. sense as of right now. Vectors, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is that is we algebra really or linear algebra. Okay, so oh, that's linear gonna, algebra. Yeah, that's what yeah. that's what we'll call right. it in the first two years, and then mm-hmm. eventually you're going to generalize those algebraic structures to right. groups and rings and fields and and all that fun stuff. But it's all in that world of vector space structure and and right. other things. So right. that is technically when we say algebra, we mean that. But to what you're going to know the algebra as right now, it's yeah. going to be pushing polynomials around. So that's right. why we mean like mm-hmm. functions. So and, yeah. and basically just what you learn in high school before calculus. Yeah. We're just yes. going to We don't talk mean about. algebras, algebra, yeah. and like a, a university. It, it does yeah. get more specific once you actually go to university. In university, linear algebra, I personally think, I think I've mentioned this before. It was one of my favorite courses yeah. great. Yeah, with math. It just... It's, it's so interesting. It, yeah, it works so, so well. I feel like the progression from like day yeah. one all the way to the end where you end with eigenvectors and eigenspaces, yeah. yes. it just, it, it, it works seamlessly. I together. just remember day one when I'm like, yo, this course, I can do it. Like, cause I knew it because it's basically <laughs> yeah. revision, right? And I didn't know that at the time, obviously. Right. So like, I'm going through the course. I'm like, oh, I was doing well on the quizzes, the midterms. Yeah. And then like the second midterm hits and I'm like, yo, it's kind of like it's kind all of different. new stuff. <laughs> I've never seen yes, this before. Yeah. And but like all the new stuff was still really interesting. Of course. You know, like that's the really that's the cool thing yeah. about two, two, about so algebra. Linear algebra. A few things I'd offer in terms of pre-calc, prep, especially I'm assuming the viewer I guess I'm talking to now, and, and everyone, if you're going to going on to study a bit more a bit more math in, in university, whether that be for the purpose of physics, whether that be for the purpose of math itself, whether that be for stats, whatever it is, if you're in pre-calc right now and you want to really lay a foundation that's going to help you moving forward it would just be familiarity just do and do mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. i know i'm talking soft skills here because we don't we're not going to get into like nuts and bolts super specifically obviously yeah. we don't have a whiteboard here again <laughs> but you know it's like what parker said like being able to visualize graphs of functions mm-hmm. given just kind of looking at them in terms of their equations um you know, your trigonometry is really important. It's one of the first yeah. times you're going to... I mean, in trig identities, it's one of the first times you see... Um, I'm, I'm going to loosely say the word proof here. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. kind of... It, it's a proof in the analysis sense of the word, which mm. for right now, we're, for viewers, analysis is just going to be synonymous with calculus. That's okay. just how we're going to say that, at least for now, for the pre-calc mm-hmm. people, yeah. guys and gals. So, yeah. I mean, it's just familiarity. Just keep... I, I we Like, I can't express how important it is for you to have those foundations laid because I, once you kind of continue on, they're just expected to mm-hmm. be right. very fluently like That's true. laid in. That's right. true. So. That's true. No, but I, I think unfortunately um, by saying this, um, actually one, one comment on one of our YouTube videos was um, 
I was so lost during this entire podcast, but <laughs> good podcast. I mean, it was still a compliment, but he was basic. So, yeah. so, and, 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 and one person, which was actually quite sad, one person commented, I'm going into high school and this scared me for high school. <laughs> oh, no. So that's, unfor- I mean, unfortunately, we did that to that student, but that, but that's not the <laughs> point. The point is obviously to excite you, but like, I, I think, I think uh, when Matt says like to get rigorous about it, yeah, like in the beginning, the foundation is really important. Yeah. But as you continue it, like it'll just become natural to just yeah, do it. Absolutely. You yeah. know, it's not really going to become a hassle. Like right now you might think, oh, it's like an effort. I got to do all these functions. But like by, by the time you're in university, you're going to be mm. steaming yeah. through them. No problem at yeah. all. So I remember it's, it's just advancing in yeah. like your yes. knowledge. Yeah, I remember learning quadratic equations in high school. And, like, obviously, the very first question my teacher asked me was, X squared, okay, guess the graph. And I was like, I was like, like, okay, well, because I I wasn't thinking in terms of, like, visual graphs. I was just thinking, okay, well, a number, you square it, it just gets a lot bigger than it was before. (laughs) And then so, you know, I was drawing points on the graph, and I'm like, oh, wait, it, like... It's it's always like positive, yeah, or zero, right? But zero. it's it's always positive, so it's like symmetric in mm-hmm. the middle, and yeah. it, it it curves upwards, and that really built mm-hmm. my intuition mm-hmm. for kind of guessing, quote unquote, mm-hmm. what what functions look like, and I think that's really important as well. It's not not only just just doing the calculations and, and drawing the graphs, but really kind of understanding what's going on instead of yeah. just powering through. And like them. figuring it out yourself. I think that's really important. Yeah. I think that's a big tip where like if, I mean, if a teacher, like if you have a question, I think a lot of times, like especially with problem sets, like problem sets are so good if you think yes. about like in the long run yeah. because they're questions that you cannot find the answer to online. Literally, That's the whole point. cannot. I mean, or and you have to figure it out yourself. Not only that, but there are also questions you can't answer off the bat. Like you, yeah, exactly. you have to you have think to about figure it. it out. And that I think is the best way of, I think problem sets are like the best way of applying your knowledge mm-hmm. because yeah. like you can't search it up. So the only thing to do is to figure it out yourself. And yeah. also talk and I to think people. That's, yeah. And, and yeah. T- talking yeah. to people, yeah. socializing with your math groups, obviously, yeah. and understanding more of, I think figuring it out, understanding it yourself yes. is a very big another, tip. Another thing I, I just want yeah. to reemphasize what Parker said about the intuition and kind of get getting what you're getting what your teacher's putting down on a conceptual level. So I tutor a lot. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the students I tutor are grade nines and up to grade 12. And I, I did a university student last summer. She was doing some pre-calc herself, actually. But one of the main things, one of the main trends I noticed that people struggle with, at least my 2T did when she was in pre-calc, was the notions that were already introduced to her before that she didn't actually get on the deepest level. I know that sounds... A bit general, so let me let me make it a bit more concrete. When I work with these grade nines, it's the first time they're introduced to the y equals mx plus b. Everyone's mm-hmm. favorite thing. Like yeah. Everyone says, "Oh, yeah. I, I was so bad at math." Yeah. Lol. Y equals mx plus b. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> or linear relations and stuff like that. You know. And when I sit down with her, I always try my best to emphasize what we're doing here is not just plugging something into the formula y equals mx plus yeah. b. What you're looking at is what it's literally called, a linear relationship. You have a relationship between X and Y, and the graph happens to look like a line, so we call that relationship linear. Mm. What we're looking at here is a function, and there's the relationship between its input, X, and its output, Y. Mm. And that's what we call X and Y because this is like 2D real space or whatever, but you know, I try and remove her as much as I can from 
yeah. the specific and try to go abstract mm-hmm. with it so she understands that you know yeah. our university accepted definition of a function a rule that assigns yeah. blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 i try to hammer that home in yeah. like at, yeah. and early yeah. and because at least in ontario i don't know where you guys are listening from we're obviously all here in toronto ontario they only introduced the word function in grade 11 as the academic yeah. Um, yeah. course name yeah. before then you actually never use or they never use the word function I don't know if it's intentionally not to ward off students, but I always tell my students personally when they don't use that word in class, I introduce it to them. And then I'll say in the middle of the tutoring session, like tongue in cheek, hey, I'm going to use this this phrase now. I want you guys to get used to it. Mm-hmm. So when we say, oh, like it'll it'll say solve for at what time does the ball reach this height? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's saying, OK, insert the height as the output, work backwards, solve for T in mm-hmm. whatever the, the function may look like. But I'll say that. It, I'll say the question assigns us an output and we're looking for the input that mapped to it mm-hmm. and I'll make them get used to that because mm-hmm. once you start hearing it, it be, it's how mm-hmm. your brain starts to say it. Right. You know, so that's, that's what I think Parker was trying to get on. That's why I want to emphasize it further. Get yourself acquainted early. I definitely didn't, but mm. I, I do yeah, that I now. Yeah, I don't for, think, yeah, yeah, I don't think any of us did because I mean, we didn't yeah. really know what proofs was going to be like yeah. or any of yeah. this. I think one so. One problem is that when people think about graphs, they think about graphs as kind of like a drawing on a 2D plane. They say this is right. what this is what the graph looks like. But you're not you're not supposed to think about what the graph looks like. You're supposed to think about how like don't think about the graph itself. Think about the x Ooh, axis yeah. the and think about how the function warps the x axis into place, right? It takes each input i like that and, and sure. it yeah. takes each input and depending on where you are on the line it'll warp the axis to a different spot right mm-hmm. depending on the rules of yeah. what the assignment. function is the doing assignment. yeah yeah and i think that yeah i think that's really so cool. yeah so just just to recap yes you're going to see a whole bunch of different stuff you're going to see your trigonometry you're going to see intro to polynomials if you if they do it i don't know if they do it here they do it in calculus and vectors you might see some matrices which will solve linear systems for you you might see some vectors whatever it is you see really try and peel back see the words they're omitting intentionally and add them mm-hmm. to your vocabulary yeah Matt, be, and, be careful when you hit it because it spikes the audio <laughs> okay well, we can cut this, yeah, yeah, we can cut yeah. this. but yeah like i was saying just reiterate that <laughs> okay that. always yeah. peel back Always yeah. take the opportunities mm-hmm. to look a little bit deeper and mm-hmm. acquaint yourself earlier rather than later. I think the word function is pretty uh, like good to use on yeah. a young like to be honest. Before I learned functions in school, like I'd learned functions before, mm-hmm. but like if I was going just by the school, I would have loved to just know the relationship between these two things. And a fu- the word function. I think explains itself a lot. Like if you say that, oh, y is a function of x, you're like, what does that mean? But you're like, hey, take time and distance and speed, Absolutely. for example. Yes. Yeah. You can give it in a in 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 a, in, a, in like a real life form. So that application. So, yeah. And an application so that so many people can under understand. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Exactly. Also, one thing, I don't know how to really word this correctly, but. I think it's important to know that math shouldn't be scary. Oh, that's <laughs> true. true. A lot of people yeah. find it scary. Yeah, a that's lot of sad. they they see yeah. these symbols and they kind of instead of looking at what the symbols mean, they just look at the whole picture and they're like, "This is hard." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Just like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, mm-hmm. 
afraid of what yeah. what is going on on to be my honest, on I kind of get excited sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like like sometimes I see some crazy integration. I think I saw the pro- the first problem set that we had mm-hmm. to do, and I saw a few things. I'm like, oh, this is I'm very ex- excited yes, to do yeah, this. You know, yeah, yeah. like that. Like if you have that reaction, you are like a math and physics student. If yeah. you see something complicated and you get excited, like <laughs> yeah. that's it right there. That that's your gut telling you. Also, it's, it's sorry. Your, yeah, sorry. No, continue. <laughs> One thing I also wanted to say is that yeah. um, for people that are in high school and they say, "Oh, like this podcast is scaring me because yeah. you know everyone around me says they hate math, mm-hmm. or you know there's the few that are like super good at math, so they you know." But the the thing about university is that you find more people that like math mm-hmm. yes <laughs> or, or or i mean that, in your field right like, like, that, that's the like thing. Y- you automatically yeah. surround yourself with, with more exactly. people that are excited to do the work and excited to learn more mm-hmm. and that just puts mm-hmm. you in the right environment to mm-hmm. jam 100%. things into your head because in high school i think a lot of times you can think of yourself as like not an outcast that's the wrong word to think of but like as no. different like oh sure. i like math everyone's like just like oh math sucks you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like that kind of vibe and you're like oh i kind of want to be with the majority of the people you know because everyone hates it why do i love it kind of thing but it's fine because the moment you come to university you find hundreds and thousands of people (laughs) like not hundreds of thousands hundreds and thousands (laughs) of hundreds and thousands of people that are interested in the same field that you are and in this case math and physics Yes. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, I I I did not know people like Parker. I've I've never met a Parker before in my in my high school. Mm-hmm. And and then I came here first second day of university I met him and it was <laughs> and right then and there we just started talking physics. So just things like that that you will find in university, you should get excited, not scared mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. is what the point I'm trying to yeah. push. Yeah. So I mean we can we can wrap it up on the pre calc there. Yeah. But just just to summarize again. You know, it's, it's just all about getting to the root of what you're learning and truly learning it, okay? And, um, and once again, it may seem a little bit daunting initially. It may seem a bit, um, like Ray said, different. You might feel like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? This is starting to get hard and it's already different. So that's two strikes. I'm yeah. out. Like, let's just, like, <laughs> let's just make it that. Because mm-hmm. I was only doing it because I liked it. But now that it's hard and different, then why am I even doing this anymore? But, you know... You may get deterred. It's because it's a new language. I mean, everything else is mm. is uh, is yeah. in a language that you've seen before, and yeah. And everybody yeah. That's gets actually that's actually a really good point. You yeah. know, I actually did, never thought of it that way. Yeah, everything like, else is in a language yeah, you're familiar with. This is the only. Opportunity. That's, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, because really, math is like a whole new language in itself. Yeah, we're gonna yes, throw in CS yeah. in there, by the way. Also, <laughs> I mean that has its own language yeah. too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but we'll throw CS under our physics and math blanket right <laughs> now. Yeah. And then chemistry has its own thing going too, but yeah, it's even, kind of related. Those, yeah, it's, so. it's related. I mean, physics and chemistry. Related, yeah. we'll, we'll put STEM mm-hmm. in our feeling different world. Yeah, well, I feeling different on our STEM. Yeah. STEM yeah. is mm-hmm. good. Sure. STEM is good. Yeah. yeah sorry, I forgot saying. what I was going to oh, say. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. No. I hope that helped. It was more like a soft skill thing, um, but hard skills are developed between you, your desk lamp, and your pencil and your paper. So what we're giving you here is the soft skills, which. Hopefully, you know, you can develop them as well, but the hard skills aren't, you know, developed here. Yeah, I was going to say that it does get hard, but that's just part of it, right? Yeah. And everybody that studies math and physics has been there. Obviously, yeah. you, you, oh, you, you, been you there. stare at a problem, you say, 
I am gonna fail this question <laughs> because Classic. I because Classic. I I don't know what to do. It makes you feel stupid, and it makes you feel like you know, you have learned absolutely nothing. <laughs> but I think those are the moments that you realize that one, you are learning something that is much bigger and way vaster than you can ever comprehend. Yeah. And what yeah. you're what you're doing is you're you're just trying to filter information into your head that is that is understandable and that will that will increase your your field of mm-hmm. view into mm-hmm. the world of math and physics if 100%. that's if that's your cup of tea yes and you know it's it's easy to get discouraged but it's also easy to change your point of view and change your attitude towards it and say that you know this is hard but it's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and i i'm mm-hmm. going to learn and i'm going to not necessarily try harder because i don't think anybody comes to university and decides like not to try hard like mm-hmm. you're, you're trying hard from the beginning but if if you keep if you if you keep that sustained throughout it, it's it's gonna it's gonna flow easier mm-hmm. or better yep. into yeah and <laughs> i think the best part about those questions on like the whiteboard or on the piece of paper that we're trying to solve mm-hmm. just can't solve i think I think this is the best part about physics and math when you finally solve it and you finally figure it out. You're like, yeah. hey, wait, we missed this. Or like, hey, I saw this. Or hey, I think I, I thought of that. Mm-hmm. The moment like you get that moment and it, the, the satisfaction or at least at U of T, I think this is how you prove things like you, you draw that box, right? Yeah. Like, I think I've mentioned this before. That's that not box. just U of T. Yeah, that's not, oh, that's not that's that's everywhere. That's everywhere. Yeah. So that box, I think, is the most satisfying thing to draw. Especially when you know your proof is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those are the funniest <laughs> Those are, the, those are a little funny, you not know, satisfying. You, you know it's absolutely wrong, but you say, you know what? Box. box. <laughs> at box. the end. Human box. Yeah. I know yeah. guys who put QED at the end of their exam. I, I I did that. I did that. It's so funny. I did that at the end of one of my questions. Oh, I thought I killed an exam once. I, you know the extra piece of paper at the end where it's like, yeah. leave blank. But I signed one. I literally <laughs> just signed it. I thought it was like I killed that. Didn't Damn. do as good as I thought. It wasn't like I didn't have a horrible performance, but I yeah. thought I like aced it. I was, yeah. I was feeling cocky. Up to like, That's the worst. Oh, my. I signed it. It was hilarious. Oh, my. It was hilarious. <laughs> <But> that, <laughs> I love that I did that because I can laugh about it now. Yeah. I feel like so confident at exiting that exam or That's whatever. Terrible. Yeah, Man. my mark back was damn. Okay. Yeah, that was me on second midterm of 137. I, I walked that. out of there feeling that. so hot. I was like, man, I'm last nasty. question. I'm killed it. Dirty. Less question. Uh, I wasn't even present for this midterm. No, yes, you were. No, I wasn't. The second midterm. Oh, the second yes, midterm. Yes, you were there. We were, we were proving limits. Yeah, it's like the... Is, no, is I didn't even do that bad on that midterm. No, wait. No, second midterm you did bad. We all did bad. Oh, yeah. No, first midterm is the one that you walked out all cocky and you did no. well and I wasn't there for that. First midterm? You got the 80 on that one and I wasn't there right. second, second Anyways. year. No. Anyways. Second semester. First semester, second midterm. I was there for that. You were there for yeah, that. Yeah, I was there for that. And we thought we did well, and we all oh, almost failed mean. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what you mean. I thought you were saying the other way around that you did well. No. Anyways. Yes. Sorry, sorry. A, bit, uh, a little complication there. A little complication. Yeah. Okay, so we are taking uh, quantum mechanics 256, or physics 256, which is 
quantum mechanics in the second year. Mm -hmm. And Matt here is taking physics 356, which is third year quantum mechanics. Yeah. Now, we're not going to be specializing this, just the, the University of Toronto. We're just going to generalize third year versus second so it can be applicable to most people. Yeah. Right? So let's just, well, we haven't actually started 256. So as Matt, who's kind of been through it, how how about it? What's sure, the sure, sure. So I think we touched. I think we touched on this a little bit in previous conversations we had, but we can we can go a little bit mm. maybe more in depth here. So okay. two five six is something that the department does, so that you've seen these ideas before before they are formalized. Come three five six, so it's not a material dense course per se. Air quotes on per se. It's more of like a crash course in. Uh, breaking a classical idea of physics that you already have. So, I mean, other people, I'm, g- I'm going to group under classical, classical electrodynamics or what our university deems electricity and magnetism. So that those are still more, those are still essentially classical ideas. No, they're not classical mechanics, but they're, it's classical electrodynamics. So I'm going to, when I say classical, I mean, including ENM. So back to what I was saying, the whole goal of it is kind of to introduce some experiments and talk about some things that went down in the last century or so that broke that idea for the majority of the scientific and physical community that mm-hmm. is business community and then tell you why they broke down and then hopefully break it down for you as well because mm-hmm. the type of approach to quantum physics is very different than the approach you're going to take to any other form of classical physics once again another thing i want to throw in classical physics is the thermodynamics that is another thing that's Mm -hmm. those are still considered classical ideas Mm -hmm. okay so in 256 what you're actually going to see is the failures of classical physics (laughs) you're going to they're going to talk about the quantum revolution which is a historical context like i mentioned just recently what happened in the last century or so because all this physics is quite recent you're going to look at the stern gerlach experiment slash effect which is one of the main effects that or experiments that kind of you know, triggered and had a big part in this quantum revolution. And then on the nuts and bolts, the nitty gritty of, you know, you've got to start doing some math at some point. You're going to look at the time independent Schrodinger equation, which is the quantum analog to Newton's second law. So in classical mechanics, I don't know if you've guys taken 254 or not yet. I think maybe you are right now. Next That's okay. That's for, for listeners. That's classical mechanics one, not foundational physics one, but classical mechanics one. So it's the second year specialist um classical mechanics yes so in that is uh uh you know the the intro to those classical ideas and whatnot but you know like i was saying in the quantum world or pardon me what what i was saying is in there you use f equals ma everywhere of course you phrase it in terms of differential equations and stuff like that but the analog that you're going to use in 256 is going to be schrodinger's equation Mm -hmm. so that is the kind of the link there Mm -hmm. and then within that you're going to solve it as a pde as it is partial differential equation for listeners and um you'll play with it a little bit it won't be too 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 crazy in terms of the math or anything because a lot of the mathematical language of quantum mechanics is a little bit too advanced to go into for an intro course but yeah you're gonna you're gonna look at some specific potential energy functions and then investigate what they what solutions the Schrodinger mm-hmm. equation yields based on those. So mm-hmm. you, I think you investigate the infinite square well, mm-hmm. um, oh. the delta Dirac 
potential or potential well, whatever you want to call it, and then the step potential. Um, We've already seen all We've three of those. We've seen them, but we haven't really got year, deep into them. Yeah, it was more more or less like, like just very. Like, here's the infinite well. The, these are like you know you can have a sine wave and right. you can also have higher energy no, but levels. No, psi but, here, psi there. Yeah, yeah. and we yeah, didn't yeah. we didn't really like go into it like yeah. that because yeah. it was also like last unit of the year. We had mm -hmm. what, like yeah. a month to go through it. It's also technically an enrichment. It yeah. would it, it's not even like course mm -hmm. material for one five two. I assume that's where you yeah. saw a little bit. Yeah, of? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you'll also, you know, hear words like uncertainty principle. That's like what the YouTube gods like <laughs> love to talk about. Like you will see it, um, formally, but you won't derive it formally. Like you'll use it you'll, or you'll, you will verify it. You'll mm -hmm. take a physical scenario, a quantum scenario that is, um, compute those expectation values. So that means for all of you who have seen those, those videos that Sigma P slash Sigma X, um, that being the momentum and position, and you'll verify that that inequality, the Heisenberg uncertainty principles inequality holds. So you'll play with it a little bit. Like you'll, mm -hmm. you'll see that it works, like of course. Uh, you'll do a bit of interference packets, scattering and tunneling, and that'll all occur in one dimension. So, oh, wow. I mean, it's not, it's not the most clear course that I've ever taken. It could have just been my offering of it was pretty rough to be honest. But I think it's just due to the fact that quantum physics is, is what it is. It's, it's very different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just from all physical ideas I had seen before it. But, yeah, any, like, questions? Because I can yeah. just compare it. I got a quick question, actually. Yeah. Um, do you need to take, or not, not need, I know you don't need, but should you take 256 before taking 356? Or course. do you think it's not? Okay, so. Like, or you think it's okay? So 356 is technical, like, requirements. In terms of physics, I'm going to assume you have the relevant math, which is a good year of first-year calculus or analysis and a semester or two of linear algebra underneath your belt. Let's just say one semester, okay? Mm -hmm. um, U of T's prerequisite for 356 is 256 oh. or, oh. or chem 222, chem 223, really? or chem 225. So the reason why the chem ones are an alternative is because they also look at microscopic structures of like atoms and, and things like that. So, oh, you so we also, need to do 256 for 356. I mean, you... Yeah. Or the chemistry ones. Yeah, the, the chemistry really ones will... I can't speak for them. I mean, I didn't take them. But I think it's just because they also offer those foundational ideas, i.e. uncertainty principle, i.e. the true state of a an atom is more of a probability cloud. It's not well-defined orbits. You know, they'll, they'll go into those sort of things, I assume. I mean, from the very limited chemistry I've taken. Would I recommend 256 over both of them? Yes, you're gonna mm. do more math. You're gonna look through a true physics lens. So um, I think the reason they give that alternative is for chemistry students who wanna enrich a little bit more on and like, the, like the physics side of what they're really doing the chemistry with. Isn't the third year quantum mechanics like a lot harder though? It like depends, like I mean, relative. Technically, so I've only been in it for a, for a short bit now, yeah. but I looked at I looked at the material. Of course, I have the course text and whatnot. Spoken to some people in upper years. You're going to cover more information. Your mathematical maturity and knowledge base will be larger than it was going into two five six, and that's important because the whole point of three five six is to formalize a lot of the ideas you got to play with and hear the names of in two fifty six. Mm -hmm. I.e., 
buzzwords, uncertainty principle, mm-hmm. uh, statistical interpretation, wave function, mm-hmm. Schrodinger's equation, double slit, a double slit experiment, all those things. But really, what three five six does is takes the mathematics of it and then makes it just deepens it, so you really know what's going on. I.e., in two five six, you're you're gonna say wave function, but you're not gonna talk about specifically what it is as a mathematical object slash abstraction. In 356, you're going to identify it as a member of an infinite dimensional vector space, Hilbert space, blah, blah, blah. Also fun words you may have heard on the JRE at some point. Okay. You'll go into general structure of wave mechanics. You guys have probably also already heard the term like energy eigenstates, eigenfunctions, Mm -hmm. eigenvalues. Because the natural language of quantum mechanics is linear algebra and complex analysis slash variables slash calculus. So... I mean, that's kind of what 356 is going to do. 256 is there so that when 356 shows up, it's not, oh my God, on the conceptual level and oh my God, on the mathematical level. Because quantum has deeper, way deeper maths than the classical mechanics you will have seen up to it. Mm -hmm. Not to say like just deeper maths than classical physics as a whole. I'm never going to make that crazy generalization. But up until that point, the maths will have been nowhere near as deep as the maths that this physical theory is languaged in. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's more material dense and it's more it's more math dense. So, to an average physicist, they're going to label that as more difficult, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I study math, math yeah. primarily and then I do a bit, bit of physics outside of it. So, I kind of look at it as a beautiful application yeah. slash use of things that I consider my field if that makes more sense so i feel i felt more natural going towards it than 354 which is the third year uh advanced classical mechanics right i had the option between both for viewers i don't my program allows me to to choose Mm -hmm. one and i ended up choosing this one simply because i thought the math was really cool and i I also liked i just kind of had a good feel for it so yeah to answer the question holistically you're going to get introduced to these ideas it's going to feel weird it's going to feel like pull and tug and then in 356, you're going to formalize them. You're going to get the mats in there. And you're going to use the, the big boy words, big girl mm. words, to be honest. Yeah. How did you find the problem sets in 256? I mean, we only had like two or three. Oh, really? Oh. It was a horribly... Our, our instructor was very disorganized. So the problem sets were... I mean, it was a little weird. I mean, the first one would be very easy, and then the second one would have two questions that were really easy, and the third one would just be, I've never seen this before in my entire mm-hmm. life, like Fourier transforms, and like, what is going on here? Yeah. For viewers, that's like a, that's a mathematical, like, field slash Fourier analysis is just way, well beyond the prerequisite for, uh, yeah, a, a second year yeah. intro quantum mechanics thing. It's like an advanced real analysis topic. But anyways, he was, he did it, very very weirdly i don't know which textbook you guys are using we used griffiths no we're using uh, mcintyre okay i i can't speak for mcintyre but griffiths was uh fair problems and it's kind of fun because you use a different side of math that maybe you hadn't in a little bit or will or don't really use in classical physics again so Mm. i mean the problem sets are are fun in that sense but they're also painfully confusing because we didn't have that much guidance but also that's just quantum quantum mechanics it's going to be confusing it's going to be weird have you uh sorry 
uh, have you done physics 224 sorry this is just a yes. small yeah. tangent yeah. so it, uh, for viewers that's the uh, experimental physics for second year and um, this is actually a pretty cool course because there's also a lot of computer programming a lot it, right a lot so how did you find it fun it was a blast. It was also a headache. It was oh. also like it was it was a long. That was a long semester. Oh, that was wow. a long semester. Okay, you know I what? Mean, the, the the requirements okay. minimum are six hours a week in class. Yeah. So yeah. two lab sessions, six three hours. Because it's three, three hours, hours to, to, twice a week. That doesn't. It's like yeah. it's like physics practical. No, that was yeah. three hours a week. Yeah, this is two. Was sessions. it twice? It was no. once a week. Oh, that yeah. was once a week. That's yeah. true. Yeah, foundational physics first year would only require three hours a week. Practical physics. Or six experimental uh, in second year, six hour minimum in in lab time, and then a week, and then outside of that, you know, however long it takes you to write your report and do your analysis. That's the thing; you're only really gathering data when, like, during those six hours. So that doesn't account for your twelve hours of interpretation, analysis, uh, review, conclusions, um, writing the code. You know, a lot of it. A lot of the code is more far more advanced than what you have seen in like the coding you did in 151 for example mm-hmm. yeah i'm but, excited for that i mean they don't require pre like computer science prerequisites because the tas are there to walk you through the code yeah and they give it's basically like a, a hold your hand through the code thing but there's so much of it and the ta, TA obviously can't write the entire code for you so the first mm-hmm. two weeks are actually just a python crash course yeah i know um, uh, you told me about that i'm actually yeah. pretty excited for that yeah i actually really enjoy programming yeah i, I wanted the programming in uh, in math mm-hmm. that's why i try to take uh, statistics too with yes. programming yeah but unfortunately I, I didn't get that because of the waitlist problem oh okay yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm actually really excited for the computer part of yeah you're lab. gonna do a yeah. lot a lot it's a gonna lot, be fun lot, <laughs> it's lot. gonna be fun and it'll be like very pull your hair out at certain moments mm-hmm. because you can be like i there's no i don't know how to do this at all i don't know why i don't know how to plot this like weird distribution or like you know perform these complicated regressions or these like whatever there's some weird things i mean it's it's a fun time to say the least you have your lab partner it's you and him. I don't actually think we have lab partners this oh, time because of COVID, COVID. So it kind of sucks. So like there was one tape, one chair per table out of like 20 tables. I'm not lying. There were five, six people. That's so unfortunate. <laughs> like six people showed up. Oh, man, before yeah. they were like, it was like a gym. It was just you guys just <laughs> all riding. Oh, my. After like their computers That's a good just going Jeez. at it. And the TAs were running around just like. No, do it like this and don't do that. Yeah. Oh my god, that's I used to actually love my computer science classes because of that. Because um because it was basically all of us were on our computers just coding, especially during uh yeah. close to submitting the final project. Oh, I still remember that. We were oh, all yeah. just code teachers just like running around, like he's like, Yeah, what's up, what's up, what do you want? What do you want? And oh, we're yeah. just all sitting there coding and it's it's just crazy. Oh, I'll, like, I'll just everyone, I think like the buzzword of that course was uncertainty. <laughs> How do you want me to do uncertainty propagation? First project, to, uncertainty. Oh, uncertainty. Uncertainty, uncertainty. That's gonna be like the the bane of my existence that word that was so bad they would because i mean it's important especially for those who want to be loosely speaking practicing physicists i mean if you want to be a good scientist period you know you need to get these these lab skills in but for those who are there for the credit i mean jesus the uncertainties were 
Too many. So, so rough. Too many like, computationally dense, and the formulas were weird. And... We actually did a podcast on error analysis. Yeah. If you want to check oh, that out. Oh, there you out. go. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. You guys, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's but, pretty cool. Yeah, so we're I actually, never found it fascinating. I always found it so so annoying, so necessary, ne- necessary so for sure. Annoying. And I would see like for I'll sure. see like textbooks that are like so thick and just be like all about it's error like, propagation. Yeah. I'm like, I, how? This no, but I mean, I guess error is though very. Im- I mean, we had to. Yeah, we nothing works without it. Like nothing. Error works is it. very important. Yeah. Thank like, God for people for who care about. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same, thank Thank God for doctors. I mean, I can't. I can't slice open people it's just right. not a thing yeah. i can do so right. thank god for them but same goes for the guys who do the air propagation on like building a building yeah, yeah. that's true you should have built yeah. my house like it's not something i ever want <laughs> nah. yeah, that yeah that's pretty... more like engineering type yeah thing. but they still would use it yeah yeah what yeah, the yeah, physicists yeah. and mathematicians yeah. derived i mean that's the engineering he's, the, he's yeah. a handyman but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, we do all the brain all, work all the yeah. engineers out there yeah oh, no. <laughs> they're fuming <laughs> So, we love you. <laughs> thanks for building stuff, I guess. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thanks thank for you. actually getting things done. We, We're just sitting in a room trying sit. to think of things. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. And then, you know, one, once per century, we'll be like, damn, this is kind of... Uh... That's a good one. You guys can probably like revolutionize the world with this or something. Yeah. Take it to yours. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, we're actually at 40 minutes right now. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, 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 okay, so... Small proposition uh, was happening as we're continuing to record more episodes is that we're just, Parker and I were talking about it this morning. We're just naturally moving to more time. Yeah. Like, I don't think we can cut it to 30 anymore. So we might move it to 45 minutes per episode. Yeah. And um, for all the viewers, uh, the day is now going to be changing to Friday instead of Saturday. I mean, not that it matters, but... I'm just letting you guys know yeah. if you do keep track and you guys are watching it. Because I do know that people are actually, some people have told me that I'm keeping track with all of your episodes. That's fantastic. Yeah. So for those of you that are, just telling you that it's now going to be on yeah. Friday at 10 a.m. We, we had someone post on their story. They said like, oh, I just like caught up every oh, single episode. So like <laughs> they just watched it, like binged it. And that's that, insane. That, that felt, oh, that, that's, awesome. that's, that's that is crazy. so fantastic. Yeah. That's and shout out those guys. Mm-hmm. I know, seriously. seriously. Yes, we love everyone that... that Loves our podcast, yep, you know, yep. everyone that tunes in, <laughs> listens, even, you know, even if you don't love the podcast, but you like it, we still love yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, we still love you. I mean, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. That's all that matters. Thank you. Yeah. And just, just to add to that. And I'm enjoying saying, it. I, yeah, I mm-hmm. say this every time I'm on this, this podcast, I'm going to say it again. It's so important what you guys are doing, you know, bringing all this stuff. No, oh my God. This is the word of 2020. And I can't believe I'm about to use it. Normalize. <laughs> we're, no, we're normalizing. <laughs> Physics and math. Yeah. Hope to yeah. I mean, that's I mean, the goal. That's, just, that's the goal, right? I'm that's so sorry, goal. viewers. I can't believe that, I just yeah, had that's to do the that, goal. Because as of right now, I mean, it's it's kind of right that people are just like math, and we were talking about this throughout the entire one. That it's just so scary, and people are scared about it. Like, it, it needs to be. It's not scary. Like, people need yeah. to understand. Like, the reason why the theme of the podcast is like space is because. It's literally what we're studying. You know, we're, we're studying symbols on a page. We're not actually going to space and yeah. looking at stars. We're just looking at, at symbols on a page and, and simulations on a screen. But what it really represents is the entire yeah, universe so much from, from macro yeah. to micro Quantum. to, you know, lo- like look at your hand right now. The, the, the electron that is, that is 
push through. floating around <laughs> quote, in one quote. of those in one of those atoms is you have no idea where it is air that, quotes floating around right, air quotes air floating air around air. everywhere right now <laughs> air quotes. Give, give us give give the physicists another century and we'll yeah. be able to know what actually exactly you know electrons a wave it's a particle it's everything it's everything Who knows? <laughs> it's everything. also technically there's a chance that that electron is over there, yeah. technically. Oh my god. There's a chance, there's a chance that it's I'm everywhere. Saying, I'm saying it's non-zero. Alright guys, I already have a quantum problem set, so I can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> so I'm, getting enough, I'm getting enough hours a day. All I gotta say is it's non-zero. Non-zero probability. But yeah, once again, yeah, just pretty cool. super cool, super important what these guys are doing, what you guys are doing. And um, even cooler, it just shows like hitting the daily, hitting the record today. I think it's so cool. I get a B on as awesome. you hit the record. Awesome. It just shows that, like you know, people people tune in. You know, people yeah. people are into this stuff, and whether it be taboo or not, I mean, it's important, and it's just human to be fascinated. And we're I talking th- about some of the most. I mean, maybe we are not on this one. We're having fun. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, talking to some of those, talking about some of the most fascinating stuff available to like knowledge. Yeah, literally. Period. So literally, <laughs> the download show. We're normalizing. Yeah. I hate that word. <laughs> we're normalizing though. We're bringing it. They're, I'm not going to say weird. <laughs> well, bringing, you, are, you are an integral I mean, part to this show at this point. I mean, at this point, being on four episodes. <laughs> you, you're on more than 10% important. of our episodes. That's true. That's, that is more true. More than what 10%. Can I say? That is true. That is true. Yeah. I think it's also fitting that that's the case, though, because so much of, you know, what people... If you just take the everyday slash average viewer who wants to, like, kind of get into this, this is... Uh, or is fascinated by, you know, this is what conversations usually kind of look, look like. Yeah. You know, or... Mm-hmm. physics conversation yeah, when you talk you know, about physics with your friends yeah like this is basically what they look like yeah and if you're, if you're yeah. stimulated by that type of conversation or like you get curiosity when you hear words you haven't heard before like mm-hmm. orbital angular momentum like fun <laughs> or whatever yeah. is, you know like just you're like ooh, what's that then, spin when i heard of quasar i was yeah. super interested i mean i definitely didn't have things like this when i was just getting into it mm-hmm. i mean i was watching like pbs space time yeah and, like pbs space everyone, time everyone, i got, love that guy he, he has a, such a big head he's fantastic <laughs> it's always it's, yeah, it's, it's always fantastic. it's so interesting you know if so I, I had never seen my peers, though, do or mm. people of my age group mm. do anything but like a physics contest or something, you know, yeah. it just speaks to like our generation's use of social media and how we yeah. communicate things and the the excitement and everything. It's cool to see these generations, our generations, yeah. be so into it, you know, and not just make it like a astute. Yeah, it literally it, or something like it literally that. used to be. A group of geniuses with top hats that would gather in, in Switzerland yeah. once a year. Yeah. And then just because they were extremely intelligent, they were the only people, right? The room was filled with geniuses and they were the only people that understood it. Yeah. They also discriminated against a bunch of people who could have participated that for that's, sure. That's true. I do want to acknowledge that. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But basically that's what it was. But that's basically. been the narrative. It's been presented in the last century, these, these topics, where yeah. it's this kind of like exclusive club of oh i don't uh it's the it's just all comes back to the i'm bad at math air quotes math's yeah. not my thing air quotes Everyone like is, yeah. no one is i mean i don't really think anyone is bad at math like and people use math every day be, yeah you use, be, math, you every use day. math every day every of day. your life one like you're not bad at it you just don't want to understand it and like if you, if, want, you want to, I mean, yeah. Yeah, if you don't want to, I mean, yeah, if you don't want to, that's, mm. I mean, I guess it's okay. But if let's say you're interested by it and you're scared, so you don't want to, yes. that's stupid. 
I don't think that's smart. If you're interested by it, and even if it looks scary and might be daunting, yeah, I still think you should definitely pour some more effort and interest into it. It's a blast because it will make because that effort will make that scary equation look exciting, look yeah. interesting, right? Because then you'll understand it. Once you understand it, you can solve it. Yeah, I think, I think a, a big yeah. deterrent also yeah. is. You know, you show up to class, and there's always that one asshole that thinks he knows everything. Oh, we had this in the, my class. The, there's we always that guy. one guy who, like, obviously he's super smart, but it's just like he's well versed. He's just a practice you know, kid. You he, know, he's... He, he always he always raises his hand, and he makes you feel stupid because he knows everything in the course. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's just I think I think people like that should be. A little bit more humble, yeah. And, and for sure, instead of trying to look like the number one in their class, yeah. they should, they should help, help. help people. It is exactly become, they should help the number smarter. 50, you know? Instead of exactly. instead of just saying you guys are dumb, <laughs> I'm smart. Yeah, here's the answer. That, that's just <laughs> like not that's helpful. Just, yeah. I see so much of that spirit that you guys share in the creation of this podcast. Period. You're yeah. trying to talk about these things in layman's terms and approachable yeah. terms and. Yeah. You know, vibe withable in air quotes terms. You know, it's, it's trying to like take. It's trying to take this like scariness out of it and literally remove that guy's character. That that quote unquote guy's um, kind of everything that he represents. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not obviously just him. It's like the education system, like all these things that and the media, the way media views the way media views and presents it. Too. Yeah. You know, it's so cool because so much of the spirit you just expressed is literally almost a part of the purpose of mm. of podcasts like these. So yeah, yeah, it's super it's super cool that these these guys like interact and they want to like hear what we have to say. <laughs> it shows that there's more like yourselves, yeah. more mm. people who share that, and that's good kind of spirit. That's exactly that's what awesome. we're trying to we're, we're, we're trying to get. I mean, I guess, I mean, we don't have an ultimate goal. I guess I mean we're we're just trying to do it. Yeah. But like, I guess it would be nice if we could get more and more people yeah like understanding that it's not that hard like we're not trying to get you into math and physics we're we're yeah, trying we to are. get you to okay <laughs> yeah. no we don't have you, an ad campaign yeah exactly no that's what i'm trying to say we don't have an ad like we're not trying to get you in we're not like a cult we're just trying to say that it's understandable it's, it's simple interesting. it's interesting if you allow it to be yeah. that's what we're trying to say not even it's not even that you allow it to be interesting i think it's just like we're presenting concepts that are explainable yeah and you might think to yourself like a black hole mm -hmm. like what does that even mean like you've never seen a black hole in your life and yeah. you never will okay I mean, pictures you can't that yeah. one image okay. <laughs> there, one ima two images are incredible you, you've never seen them with your 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 the naked, naked eyes yeah you probably yeah but here's the thing the human race figured out that they exist mm -hmm. somewhere and it's explainable mm -hmm. and Really interesting. Yeah. So, it's actually really interesting. I, I think we, 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 we spoke about, about this it, yeah. in yeah. the general relativity or yeah. I might have in a segue yeah. or something. Yeah. But well, yeah. Another thing is that I want to say is I was actually thinking about it. I was either thinking about it or was having a conversation with my friend about it who was kind of asking about, you know, just education in general, like what I studied, what he studies and, and whatnot. And, you know, it goes beyond just this is interesting. Hope you like it. It's it's one of the rare fields where you're very literally developing a superpower. Yeah. If you are incredibly mathematically capable, mm -hmm. you can go apply that to so many things and very literally save lives. I know people don't 
really think about that when they say, oh, I'm studying math. What are you doing? You know, when they hear a doctor, they'll think saving lives or something like that. Yeah. But this COVID stuff is a perfect example. When you have a worldwide issue like this and you have things that are affecting people on such grand scales that, of course, governments are being involved. What people need to understand is there are mathematicians working around the clock. There are economists working around the clock. There are physicists and engineers working around the clock to mitigate effects of, of things like this, whether it be keeping like federal debt in check, whether it be allocating resources correctly, modeling infectious disease outbreaks, like people are working 18 hours a day, mathematicians, to make sure that like, you know, society is as good as it possibly can be. When they, if they model correctly or they, you know, can predict effectively, then they are very literally getting resources where they need to and hence saving lives if they can get them there Mm -hmm. in time. So when you can develop these skills, once again, physics being another one of these skills where you can apply it to engineering and do anything. You know, you can do so many, so many big things. You're developing your superpower. It's mm-hmm. it's really an incredible thing. And then you can go apply it wherever you want. And that's what's so great about things like this. It's another reason why I love tutoring. I love doing things like this, sharing. is because if you can equip a next generation or other right. people with those superpowers, you can they can go use it too. Yeah. You know, and they can go make differences and not just, you know, use it to... I don't know, apply it to like some hedge fund, make a whole bunch of money. I don't mm-hmm. you know, like that's the joke within yeah. our community, sell your soul to finance or whatever. But you can go work in a financial institution, raise a bunch of money or, you know, restructure some sort of um, pricing like model or something and, and end up helping a non for profit that yeah. that needs yeah. that that money like somewhere else. Yeah. Like there's so many things that go with math other than just what you're learning mm-hmm. right now and in, in pre calc or wherever you're at listening to this. You're getting the superpowers. You're practicing your sutures for the surgery uh, analogy. You're practicing, mm-hmm. um, you know, your scalpel technique. It's like cutting butter. You're like, I'm not saving lives yet. Yeah. You're like, no, you're not yet. But you're developing these skills. Yeah. It's, it's what they can be applied to, you know? Yeah. And yeah. because it's so, like, it's not elementary anymore. Like, no. The, like, you can go so far into math and physics nowadays that you have to be in training for a very long time before yeah. you actually do anything. You can't just, okay? yeah. you, you, you can't just be thrown into the front lines and then expect anything to come of it. You need, you need to do the work and train yourself yeah. before you can actually step out that, onto the field. That's why I wanted to, to give that, these examples because I want people to understand that like these areas are, do not exist solely in academia. When people think mathematician, they think physicists, they think, white dude, nice big beard, he's a professor, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. But, you know, if you walk into Public Health Canada in certain offices or the CDC, you're going to find mathematicians all over the halls there. Like I said, working around the clock. Walk into a financial institution, you're going to find economists who are mathematicians. They probably have a master's and undergrad in math and then did economics in their mm-hmm. their postgraduate studies or something. You're going to find mathematicians everywhere and physicists everywhere who are you know, not just this academia based thing. They're all over the place. They work for every business they work, you know? So it's important to start thinking of these professions in those lights so that people can gravitate more towards them, you know, as opposed to just the, the genius with the the round glasses and the the button Mm -hmm. up and Mm -hmm. the, and the khakis or whatever. (laughs) That is, that is one job in the, yeah. Yeah. Like the applications there's so many more applications yeah. of physics yeah. and math to than just people becoming realize. a professor. Yeah. yeah. Like people are like, oh, I'm going to get a PhD and become a prophet. I mean, no. Like you probably won't. 
like yeah. I mean first of all there's a big percentage of physicists that do go into finance and computer science oh, and, and that's government another one. and stuff computer like that. Science, beautiful computer science I think is a very useful very very useful application it's of literally both responsible for how we live our lives yeah, every yeah. single day exactly. I mean to keep the banks going to keep like yeah. Yeah. Everything. and that's another one for computer scientists the stock market yes. and also, also the, the, the reason you're hearing our voices right now <laughs> exactly. like all yes. of this is computer science which is engulfed with the reasoning of physics which is engulfed with the calculations of mathematics yeah, yeah. so mean, it all yeah. ties together mathematicians physicists computer scientists they're everyday yeah. people yeah. too but you know the same way you can start viewing doctors as, as everyday people but you know it's more than just a niche hobby slash practice slash area of interest it is truly universal and there's so many more professions careers and and just endeavors and like passions and routes you can go down in these fields that you know are not just academia so i feel like a lot of people aren't turned on to that when i had that conversation with my friend he's like oh, i never even thought about that mm -hmm. that there's mathematicians in public health canada yeah. right now making sure we're okay mm -hmm. or there's not there's do you know what i'm saying yeah. mm -hmm. they don't or they don't think about you know, biostaticians mm -hmm. who are at the CDC right now working in teams with these mathematicians, applying their biological knowledge of like the disease and, and their immun immunological knowledge of, of all these things. And then working with ma the mathematicians on a day in day out basis to build these models, to make sure everyone's okay to, to allocate resources, all these things, you know? So let's try and take a little bit of what we understand of the word mathematician off and look, look mm -hmm. a little deeper because they, they're everywhere. Yeah, you know, and yeah. a mathematician is not just a prof, the prof. or yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure, or like a guy sitting in a research institute. Like yes, not absolutely. only the two jobs, absolutely, you can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so we're, think, we're, yeah, we're yeah. coming up on an hour. Yeah, we're definitely okay. So I add that thought for sure. I, I think the yeah. forty-five yeah. minutes yeah. was a lie. Yeah. So um, we're gonna <laughs> continue. Okay. Hopefully the next ones for forty-five minutes because I think that that's seemed like a natural. Yeah, I mean, transition. I, I don't think it matters to be. Yeah, honest. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it could be just however long it is. It however long Correct. it is doesn't yeah. matter. So we are going to cut it off here. Yep. Thank you for listening to this extra long episode. I hope <laughs> I hope you found what we were saying to be captivating or <laughs> maybe even interesting. Yep. So yeah, uh, I'm glad to see you here at the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow everything. You know what I'm about to say. So, yeah, this has been episode 28 yep. of the Math and Physics Podcast. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray, and we will see you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. See ya. <laughs>